Hello, and welcome to the Anovia Conversation. I'm Steve Waltz. And I'm Jeff Pergolsky. And today, Jeff, I think the name of our podcast, which we were going back and forth on, is how about end of year potpourri? I like it. Um, I'm not which sure. Which means we don't have a lot of specific topics is what that means, right? <laughs> You're not supposed to divulge that. The, the whole idea of coming up with a, uh, an obscure topic like end of year potpourri was to let people know that we're – not that we're covering for ourselves because we didn't prep content, but that, you know, we uh, – it, it's just supposed to smooth. It's supposed to give everyone a um, a hook because you know when Tim puts this up on all the different platforms, people right. are going to say "end of year potpourri." That sounds amazing. <laughs> After about fifteen <laughs> minutes into it, they'll be like, "What are these guys talking about?" So they figured out eventually, right. right? But we would have them for at least fifteen minutes. <laughs> that's right. They're like, "Is this a is this an Anovia, the Anovia conversation? Is it, are they talking about coffee? Are they talking about wine? What are we uh, what are we doing here?" Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I think when we were kind of talking about it is, uh, you know, this is our, <clears throat> I think, 19th or 20th podcast for the year. And we've, uh, from what I've heard is that uh, we've actually added listeners <laughs> at an at a alarming rate. They had to buy extra servers because the, <laughs> the demand for the podcast have just skyrocketed over the last six I, to eight I, months. I, that's right. I think that I think an Apple Watch could host those servers for our listening. <laughs> but but I did hear we we've got like double digit. We've got like dozens of subscribers now. So so that's it, it, awesome. It is pretty cool. I was actually at a couple user group meetings and uh, I asked one group if anybody heard of it, and they all kind of looked at me like, "What are you talking about?" So I, I assumed that was no. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, but I did have somebody else kind of like, oh yeah, I listened to it, and so that was kind of cool. So we're getting there. Yep, and uh, yeah, well, you know, sometimes um, the reaction I get when I bring up, hey, have you listened to our podcast? Um, that well, you know, like so you mention it, and then and then um, and then what you see on the face of the person that you're mentioning it to is what my dad would describe as a goat looking at a new fence um so so they are um there's just absolute confusion and then you realize they don't know what a podcast is right so um which which is i think a problem that both you and i had before we started making podcasts we didn't know what they were either right right and, and i think well i think we should open up the uh, lines now for the callers right <laughs> that would have caller tried. one you're on with St- oh, wait, it's just my dog never mind that's right it's it's being recorded we can't call in yeah <laughs> hey but it's uh but hey it is uh speaking of that because this it's uh we should probably let everyone know it is the day before christmas eve and uh so we are uh we are looking back at uh, at what we've uh, what we've covered topics that we've covered. Uh, what, do you remember when our first podcast was? Like the approximate date, which month it was? Uh, I don't. I, I we don't. Can't really. We can't really trust um, looking at the uh, Inovia website because that would just be the date that Tim first produced it. So it was probably months before that. But I would say it was probably like February, March ish, wasn't it? Yeah, it was early in the year, I would say. Um, but yeah, I think I know it was before like our customer conference. So because we talked about leading into it. And, um, and, I, and I think, yeah, I, it's been probably 10 months. We'll have that information oh, awesome. for our listeners. Cause I'm sure that'll be a call in question. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 
that's it. You keep going back to that call, and I, I like it. It does feel like we're uh, we're some talk radio guys here, doesn't it? The fancy headphones and mics. You know, um, what I would be interested in knowing is since we started this podcast, how many user group events do you think you've been to, Steve? I know you go to a lot of them. I yeah, I'm, I I do, and I'm you know very fortunate because uh, well, we have you know quite a few of our customers that actually lead the local groups and attend the local groups and, you know, and, and obviously being an annual sponsor of NAVUG uh, or NAV BC hug or bug or whatever, <laughs> you know, the moving forward is going to be <laughs> is that it's, um, you know, for my, for my background, Jeff, you know, not having a, an ERP type of background, it, it, I enjoy because I get to get to hear a lot, but you know, what's going on with the users and all the presentations and, um, so, you know, got to go to, uh, you know, uh, a good, a nice handful of them. And, and, um, then actually the last one I went in Denver, we took, uh, um, uh, one of our developers, um, to it, Daniel, Daniel actually lived in, um, lives in Denver and Boulder area. So I think it was good for him to kind of see and hear from users. Um, you know, when you have somebody on your support team, that's more of a technical resource to kind of hear some of the pain that's, you know, customers have, or, you know, the road they actually talked about the roadmap uh, of the power platform, which I heard that uh, Microsoft Flow has changed its name. I was like, "What? I didn't know that." So, you know, I, I kind of got that. I figured you probably knew that, um, but I, they changed that. I, name. I was well aware of that. Yes. So, uh, but yeah, uh, and the consensus I think is is you know as as they grow. And, you know, when people go to those meetings, it was kind of neat when I was in Atlanta last week, uh, how many new how many new people were there? And you can see the fear, not the fear, but like when you're new going to those type of meetings, you don't know what to expect. And, you know, and when you do the introductions, I just kind of said, you know, I just remember my first time. It's and it, it truly is just users sharing with other users. And, you know, there's other resources in this room. You know, be sure to ask and grab people that, you know, that might know the answer to your question. So. Uh, but I don't know if I did, I don't know if I answered your question in how many I would say bake, close to a baker's dozen. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that is that is good to hear. And and in that uh, in that, let me just say I'm I'm terribly sorry that we are uh, eight days removed from the Packers ending the Bears uh, playoff hopes. I'm I'm thinking that uh, tonight the Minnesota Vikings are going to do the same to my Packers team, but. Uh, we are uh, on the cusp of the playoffs and the Packers might sneak in. So I'm assuming you'll just, you know, cheer for the Packers because you're such a good uh, NFC North fan that you'll want us to thrive and prosper in the playoffs. You know, it's, I think we talked about it before when you look at the, uh, the Green Bay Packers, you know, living in South Bend, that it was kind of formed by a bunch of Notre Dame alum, like supposedly like they're butchers, weren't they? That's where the kind of the meat packers and kind of came from. And that's where the green and gold came from. So uh, I probably won't root for the Packers or the Vikings, <laughs> but, you know, I won't root against them. I, you know, the, it's like being a Cub fan, right? People say, oh, I like both the Cubs and the White Sox. I'm like, nah, I can't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and those that can. You're not wired up. I'm just not wired that way, right? So, uh, but it, you know, I, I love the people that say, "Oh, I can root for my, that conference team." I'm like, it's like I don't think I can ever root for the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm sorry, <laughs> it just it just can't happen. So, 
Uh, I understand. I understand. Well, you know, speaking, uh, it was actually uh, um, that game was was even more important to me because I spent the last two weeks um, in the Chicago area at uh, attending some trainings myself, getting me ready. So, you know, as we uh, as we we whip up the uh, the potpourri of 2019 and look forward to 2020, I will be uh, transitioning roles at um, Anovia, so I will no longer be. Well, I get. I will no longer be a a, a triple slash um, an a, a account manager, um, licensing expert, and pre-sales engineer. I am. Uh, I'm being um, dethroned, um, defrocked of the account manager role. So I will just be a pre-sales and licensing specialist. So I'm pretty excited about that. And in um, order to support me in that new role, I was um, fortunate enough to attend some training. Um, there was I attended some financial training um, and to reinforce the uh, um, my expertise on the accounting side of things in NAV. And then I also um, was able to attend a uh, partners um, a Microsoft partner focused um, technical intensity workshop. Um, and, uh, and that I will ask you, Steve, which of those two things do you think I liked most the, the technical intensity workshop or the accounting stuff? Well, let's see, <clears throat> since I spent three years in accounting, <laughs> trying to get an accounting degree and had a nervous breakdown, decided to change out of that major. I'm going to go with the technical part of that job. So, uh, ding, ding, ding. ding, ding. Yes, All right. you are correct. Yeah, that was right. But so it was um, actually, and it's, it's, um, it's interesting because as a, um, as a NAV um, slash BC partner, um, you know, that we've been doing this for 30 years, um, it's it, when you attend um, partner events and you see the people that are just getting into it, um, you realize what a what a strong team we have. Um, I was, you know, talking to the Microsoft training um, leads that were there, um, asking questions about, you know, in this technical intensity workshop was to help um, partners develop. Um, expertise for um, integrating the power platform with uh, Business Central. So um, as you mentioned, um, Flow or what's now referred to as Power Automate and the Power BI suite um, of, of reporting dashboard tools and then Power Apps. So they took us through some exercises to uh, to write some small apps to um, update inventory. And there was like a, a really um, basic retail point of sale system. Um, but, you know, you think about we were we were taking a lot of non-developers and um, and taking us through the um, process of, of showing how easy it is for um, for end users as well as partners to leverage the tools that Microsoft is giving us and how that builds value in the you know investment to to nav and BC um, but it was interesting because you know we've got people like Chad and, and the whole team of developers that are um, just amazing that have all this expertise and and you know Chad wrote an app for his presentation at summit um, back in October that was really cool that used um, uh, Azure artificial intelligence to uh, to take a picture of some um, items that uh, in his scenario came off uh, uh, the production line. Um, he takes a picture of the output and then um, and then is able to uh, to 
have Azure AI count the the um, products that uh, came off the assembly line and update a production journal. Um, and you know, it's it's I did one that uh, my items were skateboard wheels, so I had a whole like. 30 some skateboard wheels and I'd take pictures of them. I trained the AI and, um, it's, and so like giving your, um, uh, I guess giving your organization the, the tools like these, these enterprise grade tools like Azure AI and machine learning, um, to interact with your ERP system without having to, uh, you know, like, like Chad did it. Chad showed me a little bit of what he did. I took that. I went through a two day workshop and I'm, you know, writing my own apps for my demo environment. It's a, it's a pretty cool thing to, uh, and it's a pretty cool thing, I guess, both um, to to be able to uh, to know that you know our customers have the same ability to do that with a really small investment in in learning to to kind of get familiar with the apps, and then it's also um, it's also I think uh, for me personally, it's really re rewarding to uh, um, to be able to use the you know sort of the technical skills that I've developed over the years for something uh, productive like writing an actual app instead of just talking to people as my son s describes my job. Yeah, I, you know the what's really cool what you were kind of talking about, Jeff was, you know when when I first started four and a half years ago when we were ABC Computer on the way to change our name to kind of reflect what we do. Um, you know, a lot of it was, you know, we're an ERP partner, right? People buy NAV, people want support for NAV, and, you know, I need I need some, you know, some help here and some help there. And this kind of where technology is going, going the tech data world, you know, the, um, you know, just the discussion on what you're talking about, that we're making that investment. Because I, I don't, you know, one of the things, I guess, going around and going to all the different type of events um, is you're seeing that I think a lot of partners – um, maybe you're a little bit slower on seeing that. So because now you're going from an account management role and to a pre-sales engineering role. And so you have those discussions over the last years with your customers. And and and, and the questions that I think that uh, need to be asked more and, you know, customers. When I was at Denver meeting uh, last week or, or two weeks ago, there's a, a, a consulting company out of Denver that was really – focused on the Microsoft stack on, you know, utilizing all the things that are available from Microsoft on how to really just, um, you know, use, understanding how to use your data uh, better to, uh, to basically increase your revenue. And I, I asked the gentleman, I said, so where are we at in this, if it was a baseball game on this, not only the technology that's available, but people being aware of it know how to ask the questions. And, and he felt that, well, we're at on the technology side of it. He thought it was the third or fourth inning, and he couldn't really answer the other part of the question because, I, I don't know, Jeff, let me ask you this. So you, you called on customers for the last year. How many of them are aware of what's out there on that Microsoft stack or the AI or Power BI? You know, not even hardly any of our customers – well, I shouldn't say hardly any of our customers, but on a percentage basis, the utilization of CRM is so low. I just – I just feel that a lot of customers aren't utilizing technology to help them move their business forward. Yeah, I think it's difficult because it does take time to uh, um, 
to to research and to understand the the limitations. Um, and in a lot of cases, Microsoft has made um, all of these tools in their Power Suite available for free. Um, and so then you, there's sort of this you know feeling you get what you pay for, and how you know powerful can you uh, um, can a free tool be? Um, and then it gets to you know um, I. I don't want to waste a lot of time figuring this out, how it works, how all the pieces fit together, only to you know find out. Well, it gets me close, but uh, but not quite. So I understand why there's kind of a low adoption rate and how it's um, it's difficult. But uh, I think the fact that Microsoft is now starting to charge for a lot of these um, you know previously free um, tools will get some people to understand that you know they if they're if if people are paying for this it, it must be uh, it must be fairly valuable and I think the challenge is um, to us as a partner to also you know keep invested in uh, um, in these uh, in the power suite in the other um, in the same way that we've invested in expertise and having people attend training for the different ISVs um, that we um, sell and represent um, support with our customers. We should be looking at these, you know, the, the power apps um, the same way because it's uh, it is an inevitability that uh, our customers are going to be using them, and certainly we want to be able to be um, uh, to be a good partner. I think we want to um, have expertise in there so we can advise our customers. Like, hey, you know, I think that we could, you know, have one of our developers. Um, if, if you don't have the time or you don't have anyone on your staff that that um, has capacity to do this, we could have one of our developers spend, you know, um, a couple hours writing a, a simple app, and then uh, maybe we turn over the framework and and explain explain uh, the governance and how you you know keep security on these apps that you're writing. And then give it to uh, to an end user. I could see that being a scenario of the of the future as we transition to the point where you know if 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 I had to guess, I'd say that we have probably twenty percent of our customer base that are aware of of the apps, and we have um, less than five percent that are actually you know doing much more than like a few Power BI reports or something using the technology. So as you said, it's uh, it's still really in its infancy in terms of adoption. You know, I, you know, coming towards the end of the year, and maybe you can talk about a couple aha moments that you had. You presented an augmented reality. You've done, you know, obviously flow and all these other type of presentations. But is there something that, looking at beginning of the year to the end of the year, that maybe you had a couple aha moments? Like, you know, maybe maybe we should have paid more attention to this sooner, or maybe there, um, you know, th there's starting to be a pattern forming on this. Is there anything that's kind of stood out for you this past year? Um, let's see if, when I look it's back. It's not sports related. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as a Packer fan, I don't have many good memories. Um, but the, there is a, um, I mean, there really isn't anything, um, anything in particular. It's all kind of a blur, uh, because it's, it's, uh, um, there's just so much going on in the chain. I mean, it is constantly changing with the wave of um, of BC upgrades that are coming out. Um, you know, the version is constantly being improved upon, and um, 
as well as, you know, and the power suite is the same thing. Um, I was, you know, surprised to learn when I started uh, talking to Chad Williams about the app that he wrote for his summit presentation and just learning about how, you know, Microsoft was changing the uh, method of connecting these power apps to BC and, and um, how it made it more complicated in the short term, but, you know, made some, uh, some really, uh, it really made sense long term because of the improved um, flexibility of these connectors going forward. Um, it, it, so it's you know I, I think the uh, it it has been something that has sort of defined my career in technology. But never getting too comfortable with anything because everything is constantly changing is just uh, um, is is sort of I think the uh, the only the only insight that I've gained over the last uh, over the last. 11.5 months or however long this year has been. What about so, you? I want to hear some, uh, uh, I want to hear some Steve stuff. Well, you know, one thing that kind of stood out to me was uh, maybe because, you know, I know you got to go to some user group meetings with me, but just talking with you know a lot of different customers over the years, over the last year and prospective customers and just meet at these meetings is that the fear of going to the SaaS model that Microsoft has Right. And, you know, we, you've seen more activity on the Navog board, you know, and I think Jason from uh, Stonewall had a nice article about the, you know, the licensing and in, in, in the, in the model, you know, from the version 14 and 15 in, in BC. But, you know, it seems like people are like, oh, should I, you know, can I still get NAV 2018 on premise or there, you know, the BC? It, it just seems like there's been more of that versus, you know, you're, well, you're going to BC and you, it's determining where you're going to be at either you know, in a private cloud or, you know, in Azure or, or your subscription model. So it seems like I've had, you know, more of those questions over the last several months. I don't know if you've gotten those type of inquiries. Yeah. I think from a licensing um, perspective, there has, you know, um, licensing, is where in a lot of cases where the rubber hits the road because licensing costs money um, you can always decide that you know oh if the application is is upgrading I don't have to upgrade I can uh, I can just stay where I'm at if if things are working okay um, but when they start making changes to the licensing model that you know starts to uh, starts to cost money for people especially with you know when Microsoft went from a concurrent user to a named user model um, that was big and then now as everything is um, is moving towards um, towards SaaS rather than an on-premise environment um, there's a lot of uncertainty I guess around that and so I have uh, been answering a lot of questions about that not to mention you know um, Jason's post on the user group forum about yeah, how things are changing um, from a development perspective and you know I, I think in general everyone um, understands that uh, the changes that Microsoft um, the changes that they're they're making and are being made that there's a uh, um, there's a net positive there there are reasons for it in long term it's uh, it's all good stuff but but change is difficult um, even if it's just a licensing change and uh, um, and, and then you start to get to uh, uh, questions about if you're going to be on a SaaS deployment how that um, you know changes where your data resides and how much control you have over the environment and and all of these questions that uh, especially us older IT people just have a little bit of uh, 
um, anxiety about letting go of the control that we have, you know, had all these years having the um, NAV application exist on our servers. Um, in our server room, we, you know, could keep track of who came and, and went out of the room. We had access to when we implemented upgrades and um, ran updates on the server OSs. And now all of that we are handing off to uh, to the cloud. And uh, and it's, it's, it's worrisome. But I think that uh, the fact that we've had a lot of uh, positive experience from our and, and we've heard from customers who we've moved to the cloud um, hasn't been um, – hasn't been flawless. Um, there have been some uh, some bumps in the road, but uh, I think it, you know, um, when people partner, I think that's like the, the value statement for us as Inovia that um, even though you're handing over control of a lot of this stuff when you move to a SaaS model to Microsoft, um, having a partner that has a direct line to Microsoft and is there to, um, you know, they can get questions answered and, and provide support kind of gives you the best of both worlds. You don't have all the responsibility of maintaining all your on-premise stuff, but uh um, you've still got someone when you need a, a question answered that can get that for you. So I think it's uh, it's all good stuff, and I just see it moving more in that direction next year. Well, speaking of next year, so I think as Jeff and I go into 2020, uh, you know, we want to hear more from our listeners. And, you know, for, the, for our current customers, please reach out to your account manager if there's some topics that you think, hey, you know, I'd like to learn a little bit more about this. Because you know the the, role, the purpose of this podcast is instead of just Jeff and I coming out here and, and uh, talking, I guess to a point, right? We want to be able to Run, you know, running running our mouths, <laughs> speaking each word more useless than the last. Right? <laughs> so we we want to give you the content that you want, and you know, like I think things uh, things we're going to do. A lot of people, Jeff, don't realize that we acquired uh, a company called Competitive Edge out of the Northeast area. Well. You know, we'll probably we'll be talking a little bit more about that and the reasons why we why we did that. Uh, I think getting more of some of our delivery folks, um, you know, on uh, the podcast so they can, you know, everybody likes to, you know, meet our delivery people that kind of, you know, Jeff and I, well, Jeff's kind of, he's still the hybrid, right? He's still kind of, you know, pre-sales engineer, but he's also um, can 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 deliver and uh but he's not really on the delivery team he's on my team and they can't have him so i know they're listening probably right now <laughs> we're gonna get jeff away from the <laughs> customer engagement no that's not happening um and, and i think jeff probably uh you know topics that i think we're gonna stay focused on one is you know the microsoft roadmap where they're going because we you know being our name is Inovi consulting we want to lead our customers uh make sure that they're well aware of what's out there so we have those conversations with them uh, when they're looking at doing things, we can give them, you know, this is where we see it going. This is what Mike, here's some resources, you know, this is kind of, kind of give, you know, the ROI, the cost and all that. So I think that's kind of where, you know, where we're going and uh, maybe we can get some special guests like, uh, like uh, our wives <laughs> on, on the podcast. You know, I, I think that would be a pass for my wife, but um, I think that the, uh, um, it would be great to uh, it would be great to have some customers. We've had um, some ISV partners on um, as guests. We've had uh, certainly our teammates at Anovia on, but uh, we haven't had a customer yet, have we? Uh, you're you're correct, and you know it's I I have I have several, if not many, in mind. 
um, that we'll talk with the account managers on, you know, um, getting some customers on there and and we'll try to keep it real. So we won't pay them off to speak nice about us or (laughs) make sure that we're all good in in our support before we do those calls. Right. And, uh, especially if uh, it seems you you spoke with Jeff last week. All right. No, no, we'll talk to somebody else. (laughs) Uh, also, you know what? We've got um, – actually, we had um, what I may refer to as our number one fan um, only because she reached out to both of us. Um, but uh, a spouse of one of our esteemed colleagues, oh, right. Kevin Bonds, yeah, yeah and, and his wife, Lori. We, we've got we've to get Kevin on here. He's been uh, kind of noncommittal about joining it. And I'm sure he could – man, he's – he is a, a wealth of knowledge about uh, a number of topics, not the least of which is is craft beer. Um, and uh, I see, based on his Instagram posts, all I see are skiing, biking, and beer. Um, but we could. He, figured but, it he out. knows even more, I think, about ERP. <laughs> He's got this. Yeah. He, he has figured it out. But it would be great to uh, to have Kevin on. It would. Be, I mean, there's a, a bunch of. Uh, of our teammates that uh, that we'd like to see on the uh, podcast uh, next year. So, and, yeah, Lori asked the same thing that my wife asked: is like maybe I can actually figure out what you do for a living. <laughs> so uh, that'll that'll be a great opportunity to uh, uh, to do that. So I think you know the goal is is to keep bringing good content to our listeners, uh, keep you abreast of what's going on in the channel, what's going on here at Anovia. Uh, and I tell you what, uh, Tim, our marketing guy, has done a phenomenal job on our website. Our, we have blogs on there. Um, you know, we have a lot of different. The offerings are on there. Our ISB partners are on there. Our conferences, case studies. There's so much content on there, and and recorded webinars. And actually, you can go back and listen to our uh, podcast. Uh, you know, and see everyone that's that's on there. So, uh, kudos to Tim and our marketing team. And uh, our vision board uh, moving forward, I, you know, I think it's just a, it's a good time uh, for us here at Novia to really uh, be focused on helping you get the most out of your uh, your ERP system, but also out of your uh, you know your business process and and and, and hope and help you succeed as a, as as a, as a, as, a, as a customer of ours in in your company. So we appreciate your business in 2019. We look forward to the turn to the new decade, I guess, 2020. And uh, Jeff, I'm doing a um, uh, on uh, January 9th. I'm looking here. Let me go back online. I'm 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 doing a a, a webinar on um, 20 tips for 2020 to crush your sales plan. That's January 9th at uh, 10 Central, 11 Eastern. So you can go to our website and register for that. So uh, I'm getting one of my webinars knocked out early in the year. How about you? <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm. Uh... I've got some work on our demo environment, but I am excited to uh, um, once I get some of that stuff in place. I am excited to uh, to show some stuff early on too, because um, cool. all the training that yeah, it's going to be there's going to be some cool stuff. So uh, I'll, I'll be it might not be January, but no later than February. Just don't tell Angie that. I won't tell. I won't tell Angie. I just <laughs> I went to the website to check my date, and, and a box popped up with Holly's face asking how she could help me today. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'll be awesome. Good. Just okay. more website improvements, right? More website improvements. So that's, that's very cool. So to everybody, have a great holiday. If you're listening uh, afterwards, we hope you had a great um, holiday season. And we look forward to bringing you more in 2020. Awesome. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. <laughs>